1: I'm about to bring you a message. Uh, it's been a little different, the earlier services, um, but th- I'm going to bring you a brief message in this one, and it's, um, it's a repeat of something I did at Revival a couple weeks ago um, with a deeper dive into the Word. God has a special challenge for this church and the church of Today. Open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter number four. Um, there's a message on Samson I preached that I, I hope to preach again soon that, that is one of those messages that mark my life. I, I could probably be happy if this one marked my life. This is truth. Great kingdom truth. Isaiah chapter number four, if you have your Bibles, uh, I didn't give them notes today, uh, I just want to bring from from the scripture. It says And in that day, seven women. How many? Seven. seven women shall take hold of one man. How many men? One. Seven women shall take hold of one man. Saying quotations. You are saying, we will eat our own food, and wear our own apparel. Only let us be called by your name to take away our reproach. We will eat our own food. We want to dress like we want to dress. We just need your name to take away our shame. What this has to do with the church today can easily be found but let me lay this premise for you quickly. Imagine this moment. Now I find it odd that when I read the line, and seven women shall take hold of one man, that not one single man has said amen in any of the three services. But yet, no women have thrown anything at me either. But this is a picture of the church. You see, seven women shall take hold of one man saying, we don't want you to tell us how to live because if we eat your bread, then we have to do what you, we have to eat what you want us to eat. We have to take in what you want us to take in. And if we wear your clothes, you have a say in our style. What we want from you is your name. Because at your name, our shame is removed. We want your name to change who we are in our sin, but we don't want to change what has put us in our sin. We want your name, but we don't want to stop eating or drinking or ingesting what feeds our souls. And we want to dress like we want to dress because my style is my style. I don't want my style to change. I simply want your name to remove my reproach. Let's put another word there instead of reproach. I simply want your name to take away my sin, but I don't want to change my sin. I want you... To take away my shame, but I want to keep living in this adulterous relationship. I want you to wipe away my shame, but I want to keep living in sinning the way I want to sin. I still want to party and, and I, I want to get wasted and I want to do all of these things because, because I want to scream grace because I've got your name, but I don't want you to change the, what I eat or what I wear. Y'all shout more when I preach on blessings. Start the first service uh, or the second service, I said, say ouch, say Ouch. That's this ought to be the title of this sermon, ouch. What does this have to do with the church? Revelation chapter 1, open your Bibles there. Revelation chapter 1, verse number 20, makes it very simple and very plain to us that it is talking to the church. Revelation chapter 1, verse 20 says this, the mystery of the seven stars, which you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and watch this, the seven lampstands, which you saw, are the seven churches. The church is presented as the what of Christ? Bride of Christ. Seven brides shall say to one man, seven brides, seven churches shall say to one man, we want your name, but we don't want your lifestyle. And yet we cry out wondering where is God, where is revival? Where is the move of the Holy Spirit that we long for? Where is the righteous works and miracles? We, we we debate why miracles happen on other continents and why we don't see them here. We wonder where God is and we wonder why God has not responded. I feel the Holy Spirit's. A, I feel a herald voice somewhere. I feel like I'm, I'm echoing a sound from John the Baptist forward as it way where prepare the way of the Lord. The Lord is coming back for a church who will eat His bread and who will wear His clothes because the Bible says that they have put off the things of this world and they have robed themselves in the righteousness of Christ. He's coming for a church without spot or blemish. He's coming for a church who said, I want more than just my ticket to heaven. I want your name and I want your bread and I want you to clothe me. I want you to change me from the inside out. <laughs> change my heart O oh God. But herein is our problem. We have honest desires when we pray the prayer to receive his name. And Lord, we say, take away my sins. And we start, and we take away, he takes away our sins. And then we start living this life that we call, call the, the Christian walk. And before long, when we go to take the old bread, we realize I don't eat that way anymore, but I still remember the taste. And we lay down the bread of life so we can eat the bread of filth. It doesn't make sense. That is stale, moldy, worm-infested bread of sin, and we will consume it and say, oh, how delicious it is when we have a bread that is covered. Do you know how they teach and this, I don't know why this sermon is so much different in this service than the other, but do you know why or how they teach the young students on the first day of Torah school? They take a tablet written out with the Word of God and they pour honey on top of it and the little ones are allowed to come and eat the honey off of the Word so that they might taste and see that the Lord is good so that they can taste and see that that God's word is life into our bones. And instead, we've come and said, God, I want you to save me, but I don't want to be any different when I walk out those doors, except I want to know my eternity has changed. But I have come to preach a gospel to you today that says that the word of the living God can change not only your eternity, but he can give you a happy home here. He can give you joy. He can shut every demon of hell up. He can deliver you from every bondage and every struggle if you get past judgment wanting his name and want all of him, and you want to become one with Jesus Christ. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. (laughs) Pastor Don, why are you yelling at me? I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at the devils of hell that are trying to hold you back. There's a name that is above every name but I've got to want more than his name because that's what takes an eight-year-old boy who gets saved, goes and gets baptized, and then he lives for the next 30 or 40 or 50 years like a demon straight out of hell, drinking his way through life, beating his wife, cursing his family, carousing and and, and lying and cheating and stealing. But then some demon in hell will get up. I'm going to say that again. Some demon from hell will get up and preach and they'll say, oh, he got saved when he was eight. Praise God for brother so-and-so. He's waiting for us in heaven. That's the people who are the Bible's talking about they just want his name pastor Don but 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 the word of God, I'm telling you what the word of God says it says you just want your ticket you just want his name but you don't want his breath but in the last days shall come a people who say I will not be satisfied with just some kind of an earthly change I will be satisfied with an eternal life-giving change I will because Revelation or two twelve says says this. What oh, I don't even know what it says. It says I will give you. Watch this. It's two seventeen. I'm sorry. He said to he who overcomes. That means those who have a real change. I will give them the hidden manna. See, here's the difference. Moldy old bread of sin, you'll gag on while it goes down and you might be able to survive on it, but you'll never thrive on it. But they couldn't figure out what happened with the manna. But the manna, when they ingested the manna, they grew stronger when others grew weary. They began to conquer and they began to overcome. Can I tell you, you can believe the lies of the devil that'll tell you to live like you don't want to and it literally will eat you alive and eat your flesh and consume who you are or you can begin to ingest the hidden manna of God and he'll begin to restore your body and restore your soul and all of the sudden things that synapses that might've got fried on dope or or things that might've got messed up that are never supposed to be reworked and refixed in your life and diseases that are never supposed to let go of your liver and diseases that are never supposed to let go of your body will suddenly find no place in your body because you've been changed and you're eating the word of the living God. Why don't you give that kind of God a praise this morning? Why don't you give him a praise like he deserves? Verse chapter three, verse five says he will, he who overcomes, he who changes shall be clothed in white garments and I will not blot out his name from the book of life. Wow. God changes who we are. When you take on Jesus, your style changes. The way you talk when you're mad should change. The way you act when you're depressed should change. The things that satisfy your soul should change. I I don't know why this sermon is so much different than the first two services this morning. This week... I was crying out. I was battling, knowing what God was going to do this weekend. So I was battling hell, trying to get us ready and prepared to this place. I, and I went to pray, and I always pray a certain direction. The Lord said, "Turn around," and I just buried my head down into the chair that I was praying in. As I buried my my, my head down into that chair, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit began to fill my life, and 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 I I I literally just start. I'll just tell you, when, whenever I want to pray at the deepest, most intimate points of my life, it's like the Lord allows me to 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 he reminds me of what I learned in Spanish, and I'll, I'll begin to, all those years pastoring that bilingual service, I'll begin to pray in Spanish, and, and I don't know what it is. I, I I believe it's the language of heaven, but I'll start praying in Spanish, and when I start praying in Spanish, it's like the tears just begin to soak that chair, and, and God began to restore. Can I tell you, I thought I was battling for you and for this service, but instead I realized that God was rewriting things about my life, because when I got up, my style was different. My thought was different. My action was different. And then he says, and later he says these words, he who overcomes, he who changes, I will make him, watch this, a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go out no more. He shall what? Go out no more. See, let me explain that to you. That when you start living right, God's going to, build you in his into his presence. And you're going to stop having to sneak out to do the stuff you know you shouldn't do. Truth. I can only equate it to what's in my life. I know this sounds silly, but if, if I've got to sneak the little Debbie to my office so Christina doesn't hear the rap for... I probably shouldn't eat it. If you've got to go somewhere where nobody knows your name to have that lunch appointment because of who you know you shouldn't be with, or you've got to make sure nobody sees what you're buying, I'm preaching truth. This message is for you. Repent. Prepare the way of the Lord. It's a message that always precedes Baptism repent, prepare the way of the Lord. So today we're going to have baptism in just a moment. A few hundred years after baptism or after the church was born, somebody decided that baptism was just simply a part of of the conversion experience. And the reality is that's not biblical at all. Baptism it was something that occurred in a community when they wanted to prepare the way for a move of God. My goodness, when they wanted God to show up. Baptism was a public declaration of one thing. God has changed me on the inside and there was always one word that was heralded. You can find it in Matthew three, that this was it. Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And then people would be baptized because what they were saying was this, I'm going to be changed and I'm gonna testify that I'm not living the way I used to live anymore. Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And so all of a sudden John's doing this and Jesus walks up and it worked. Can I tell you that if you'll make up in your mind, I'm not going to be who I used to be anymore. I want God to change my life and change who I am. I'm going to eat his bread. I'm going to let him change how I dress. And I will boldly wear his name and the name of his father and the name of a new Jerusalem and the name of Jesus. And when you make that declaration, watch this. When you get in the water, what you're saying is, yes, he saved me. It's a conscious testimony of he saved me. But what you're really saying is, I'm preparing the way of the Lord to move inside my life and change me. I'm not going to be the same anymore. And I want you to stand with me right where you are. I don't know. I got some cartoon image when I was doing that. Some of you need to get radical. I love the word that Pastor Sam used in the last service. You need to evict sin from your family you need to kick it out of your life I'm not gonna be the same anymore I'm not gonna be the same anymore listen if God's been dealing with your heart and you're tired of let that sin that's been ruling over you and you didn't come ready for baptism today I want you to go right now I want you to go right through those doors right over there they're gonna get you ready they're gonna get you changed in just a moment I'm gonna call for those who are already ready for baptism but but God's preparing something special in this place today God's doing something amazing. He's getting us ready. He's getting us ready for what God's going to do in this house. But I want you to bow your heads in this place for just a moment. For just a moment. Bow your heads and I want you to listen to me carefully. If you prayed a prayer simply because you wanted your ticket to heaven, but you didn't want to change your life, or you've never prayed a prayer to receive Jesus, and you say, today, Pastor, I want my life to be changed forever. God's going to deal with your heart right now while I'm speaking to you. But let me just ask another question before I come back to you. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Don, I I've wanted to serve him, but I've been eating the wrong bread and my style doesn't resemble Christ. It resembles me too much. It resembles your old man. If that's you, can I just see your hand right where you are and you're ready to make a change? Wow, hands going up all over this place. You're going to make a change. Put those down in the name of Jesus. Wow. I feel the Holy Spirit of the living God. You're here today and you say, Pastor Don, I may have prayed a prayer and I might have been baptized before, but the reality is I didn't change. But today... I want to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. Or maybe you've never prayed a prayer before, but today you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. This is it. This is your moment. This is your time. Let me see your hand if that's you, if you want to settle that. Thank you. Who will join with this one? Who will join with them? Keep your hands up. Who will join with these two? Are there others? Who will join with these three? Are there others? Hold them up high so I can see you today. Who will join with these four, these five? Who will join with them today? There's others. God's changing lives. These six today. Thank you. Thank you. God's changing lives. Seven. God's changing lives. Are there others that will join with these today? In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit. All right, we're going to pray a prayer of faith. The Bible says that we will confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts upon the Lord Jesus Christ that we would be born again. Seven people have said they want their lives to be changed forever. I want us to lift our voices today as we declare with them their new desire for new life in Christ as they meet Jesus. Now, come on, lift your voices with me now. Jesus, by faith, I believe that you are my Savior. Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And in Jesus' name, I receive your grace. By faith, from this moment forward, all that I am, all that I will ever be, I give to you. In Jesus' name, I believe. From this moment forward, I am changed forever. And now I declare, God is my Father, heaven is my home, and Jesus is my Savior.
0: Amen.